0: My guest today is Laura Gürtenbach, the CEO of Innocent Meats based in Rostock, Germany. It's Innocent Meat because it's cultivated using animal-free growth media. Innocent Meats wants to provide systems and processes to enable conventional meat processes to make the transition to clean meat meaning to cultivated meat. My name is Alex Crisp and welcome to another episode of Future of Foods interviews now available to watch on YouTube. Okay, well, so welcome uh, Laura back, uh from Innocent Meat, uh, a cultivated meat company based in Rostock and you say, you, you told me just before I pressed record that Innocent Meat was a promise to the customers, can you explain that a little bit more please?
1: Yes, of course, um, we are focused on cultured meat production and our target is to uh to, to erase the animal out of the equation to make it short, you know. So uh, using, uh, ex- except for the cells, of course, it's an animal cell, but all ingredients that are uh, not deriving from animals. So
0: okay. that's so, why in, in the meat. And when you say all the ingredients, you're talking about uh, the growth media, the scaffolding, um, and, uh, and any other... Uh, meat products that would usually be used in the uh, in the production is that um,
1: i won't yeah i won't say usually mm, for r and for r&d purpose uh there are used uh, animal derived products but uh when it comes to upscaling uh from our perspective and from our understanding cultured meat is about uh erasing animal derived products out of the production so yes media should be totally uh, uh plant derived or uh, at minimum not having any uh, animal components inside
0: okay
1: and so, also okay.
0: very important i mean i i recognize i recognize that you can't you can't talk too much about uh w- what uh your uh your growth media contains you, there would be there would be kind of ip restrictions on that or, or even the scaffolding is that is that right yeah.
1: i i can't share the exact formulations but uh, of course i can talk about it the uh, cell needs basically glucosa uh, special proteins signal proteins like the growth factors because those signal proteins tell the cell what to do how much they should proliferate, divide, and everything that's uh, maintaining the household, I call it. Uh, also, we have salts, organic and inorganic salts, and uh, minerals. So that's the basic uh, ingredients of a cell media. Okay. And it's very challenging to find. The perfect recipe uh, for the cell line, so they grow very fast, and then of course differentiate into muscle and fat.
0: Yes, it's sort of the uh, it's the holy grail, really, isn't it, to find the perfect growth media that is not animal derived.
1: Yes, I, I think it's a constant uh, work in front of every company uh, improvement. You know, it's like a little the Japanese uh, way of uh, working you constantly improve uh the cell media and i think it's never really done because then a new version comes out uh, so mm-hmm. but to have like a really good uh, setup to go starting that's very important
0: okay so are you ready now to produce so i mean ha- have you have you created your media and your scaffolding and you are now producing are you at that level
1: that stage. Uh, well yeah maybe just to uh picture the concept of innocent meat quickly to understand why we do it uh, innocent meat um, doesn't aim to place own products in the supermarket we raise aim to um, enable the meat industry to produce cultured meat directly in their own facilities. so we provide a production system and all components that are necessary And uh, we provide the bio-ingredients, we already sell the cell scaffolds and cell media. Um, The hardware, we don't develop hardware on ourselves, I have to say that. And the hardware is pretty dumb unless you give it a brain. And that's what we do, that's like also uh, intellectual property of us. And um, before handing the whole system to the customer, we said, well, we are, our focus is the bio-ingredients development. So let's monitorize this first because this will be first ready. And that's why we released in the first step, the growth factors. And now on the second step, uh, we launched our uh, expansion media for primary cells uh, for porcine networks and also for bovine. And uh, of course, um, this first step is not, I mean, it's filled up in 500 milliliter bottles. Of course, you cannot make a bulk production with that. Uh, it's much more to um yeah to to acquire customers because i can say oh my expansion meter is really great but unless somebody else somebody else is not saying that then it's not worth it so but that's the first step and then we can uh, grow with the customer and then we you know according to the needs could go in bulk production
0: i see so um what kind of so what's Kind of customer would come to you? What stage of their uh, of of their of their development would they be at usually?
1: Uh, yeah, for expansion, me at the moment is really all the cultured meat uh, industry or research institutes.
0: So that are our main okay. customers at the moment. Um, okay. Once you- while we
1: have like an inquiries from uh, meat processors that uh, are interested to use the whole technology but want to have at least an own expansion meter so uh we are in discussion
0: so they can come they will come to you and you can provide them with everything they need to to uh you know to cultivate the cells
1: yes um really our primary focus for the whole plug and produce system that's how we call it uh is the meat industry like the meat processors We don't do steaks. What our focus is on minced meat because if I look at the numbers, minced meat is the ultimate margins for meat processors because they do sausage on convenience food. And uh, I really remember like a conversation with the CEO of a big meat processor. Uh, He said that, uh, minced meat is so easy to cook for everybody. Every idiot can cook it, basically, and that's why we don't care for steaks. And this time, people don't have time. And uh, it's also interesting when I go to conventions. I ask who knows how to make steaks. Out of hundred people, there's one hand. You know, so
0: at least here in Europe you mean who 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 knows how to make steaks or who- steaks yeah, no okay.
1: most people don't know how to do it, you know they eat it in the restaurant, but at home that's when it where it matters you know how to cook uh, they, they cook minced meat because sausage yeah. because it's easy, everybody can do it,
0: okay. Okay and of, but of course as as a uh, for a cultivated meat company it's much easier to make minced meat than it is to make steak.
1: Yes exactly. Uh we don't want to die the butterfly death you know like making everything pretty get out with the first product uh test it make it better and then uh, grow basically.
0: I was speaking to a, a company a couple of weeks ago. They they are going to be specializing in Italian uh Italian style sausages and salami and, and that sort of thing, which which seems like a great idea for cultivated meat, because you, you you know it's all in a skin and it's flavored and it's smoked and it's uh you know no one can ever know that it's not that it's that it's 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 um it's cultivated meat. Um so Shall we talk about your products a little bit then? Yes. Um, yes. Which are some of your uh, prize products?
1: Well, for us right now, it's like we reach a big milestone with our expansion media, because for expansion media, we needed the growth factors we have been uh, developing. For instance, every every work is in there. So uh um, yeah, we launched it and uh, we got uh, some customers uh, to to test it and um, the next step is then to work with the customer and to uh, to see uh, what quantities they need and then set it up with our production
0: line. Okay. And so the production line is uh, is one you provide to them you and so you build that for them or they use yours.
1: Um, well, they, when it comes to expansion media, then, uh, of course, we will produce it uh, unless they can give us a dress where we can produce it in a much, much, much cheaper way. And we're very open for that. But this is the plan mm. because um, our cash cow are the ingredients that what we have to have ready, however, you know, for the whole system without mm-hmm. buying ingredients, no cultured meat
0: okay so you have uh you have a large facilities there do you uh know. no we
1: use uh, the contra- uh, other manufacturers basically because okay. we want to or we aim to have a lean capex.
0: okay and you we said- are
1: really good in formulation and i think there are others good in really manufacturing it so we source the uh ingredients delivered to our apartment so that's
0: um our strategy so you, are, so, so you are helping with the sort of scaling up i suppose you are you are you are a yes. a hardware provider and a service provider i suppose yes scaling
1: exactly up. yeah so um the first step is really uh, bringing uh the ingredients to make, to the cultured meat industry and then the second step is to deliver the whole production system to the uh meat industry but for that i will need the ingredients already scaled up so that's why we have like two step uh way
0: okay so how did you how did you start in this um in this venture then laura
1: yeah it's a very big adventure,
0: <laughs> uh,
1: because my my background is not from biology or bio- biochemistry. Uh, I have a background in the meat business and the traditional meat business itself. Um, my parents are farmers, and within this um, uh, agriculture business, uh, I founded a meat business. And I had my problem was always that when I wanted to produce more meat. There weren't enough animals in the market, or people who doing the products, yeah, and the second is uh, I realized that uh selling steaks wasn't like my major uh margin it was really mincemeat. meat, and then uh, I heard the first time I think it was two thousand seventeen from cultured meat, and I thought, oh, that really uh solve my problem in my business mm-hmm. uh and um that's what was driving me, you know. And the other side, yes, the en- environmental aspect, because I see my parents growing crops for uh, feedstock purpose, 70% of our acres is used for that. And I had many times the conversation with my dad, and he always said, this is senseless." So it makes like two things together, you know.
0: So and down- then
1: I my co-founder, he was like, Actually going to Zurich, he literally had his suitcases packed and uh, he said that, oh, well, it's interesting. I can be your consultant, you know, and then uh, he got really into the topic and then he said, you know what? Can, can I be your co-founder? And then he just like uh, skipped Zurich uh, University, which was really uh, prestigious unknown, and known. And his professor was a kind of upset, but he said he never regretted it. It was the best he could do.
0: So your father uh, was—he was a farmer, and then he decided he was going to go to university and study in Zurich. But I know my
1: co-founder is actually a biochemist. Uh, His um,
0: ah.
1: his major is in changing plants. Sorry, I got
0: I got confused there. I thought you were talking about your father being your. No, 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 no. It's just
1: uh, from from this parents' business. you know I founded this meat business traditional meat business and I just wanted to make the reference that uh, besides all the pragmatic uh, motives I had also the environmental uh, experience and aspects Mm. were like crucial because I see how the business is going from my dad's side you know Uh, he's growing he's growing crops for feedstocks so he always said Oh, this doesn't make sense we I mean he wished that there were like a technology who could avoid it and then he could grow more uh, food for humans
0: well that's so, very, that's very interesting so so he was a farmer that that grew the feed for for the meat industry um but yes, he didn't have he didn't have cattle himself or he did he didn't. no
1: we we uh, sold everything uh, we had milk cattle. Mm. But when the Eastern Eastern European uh, countries entered the European Union, uh, he's like a very uh, forward thinking guy. You know, looking at stock market, he felt that it's time to sell it because the price dropped.
0: Mm. So he's a farmer that is that he's a farmer that ab- approves of uh, the cultivated meat industry. Yes,
1: he said it's a new technology. It's an alternative and. Uh, he always says farmers are entrepreneurs, and uh they for sure will will find their own way also with cultured meat
0: yeah, I mean that's interesting because i I've been trying to find um farmers who uh who are on the side of cultivated meat i've I've spoken to one farmer uh who was clearly against it. She said that she would never eat it um at all, and she raised cattle um in in the UK. Um,
1: I meet uh, farmers many times and every time it's it, I can understand that it. it's about the fear of losing the existence, yeah? Uh, there are some farmers that only only does cattling, but uh, here in Germany, the average has also acres so they could grow crops. And um, I always argument, hey, you still can take part in cultured meat. I mean, the, the cell media is a really important part and you can deliver the primary resources for that. Mm. Uh, of course, you cannot do produce a culture mirror by yourself because you don't have the biotechnology knowledge, you know. And um, also, I don't think that animals will be abolished, you know. The the number will be reduced, but I think there will be still a niche for the or- original heritage stake. And also in some landscape, it doesn't make sense to abolish uh, animal because this landscape uh, has been formed through um, uh, animals like cows. So and it ha- and it has gotten this unique ecosystem. So uh, I think it will stay, remain. Just the numbers will be reduced, and particularly um, the industrial animal. Um, Raising companies with pretty large uh, amounts of animals, they will be strongly affected, like uh, medium-sized small farmers find a way in direct marketing.
0: Mm. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I've always seen it that way. I've always seen uh, cultivated meat as a replacement for industrial farming, not necessarily uh, a replacement for traditional um, Yes farming uh which which is um which you know which is a, which is a much easier sell to people really because you know people don't want their landscape changing um uh, people don't want to see huge bioreactors instead of old-fashioned farms but you know instead of industrial farms and that clearly makes. yes
1: sense. Uh, i totally agree i totally agree because at yeah. the end the humans they love to have this image uh the sun is rising, you know the, the chickens. Yeah. It makes them calm, makes them feel slow down. So uh, I think yeah. this concept will sell, and uh, farmers that serving this concept will be having the place in the market.
0: Right. So how long have you been working on your uh, your expansion medium? Expansion. Um,
1: medium. Yeah, from day one, let's say. Um, we knew in 2017 that uh, the Bio-ingredients are crucial to uh, meet price parity, so that's why we totally focus on it. Uh, Officially, we founded the company in 2020, and uh, we got the first investment in in 2021, and that's when we really actively uh, uh, started in the lab.
0: Okay, so you brought some. Uh, you brought some. You, you brought some clever scientists in to uh, help. Yes, you. we are.
1: We are now a team of ten people. Uh, and next year in January, one more uh, person is joining us. But then it's also good, you know. Uh, I don't want to uh, have like an overstaff, and I really think that happens many times in startups. Uh, you have money let's say and then, yeah let's stuff it but at the end you don't really need it so uh and uh, we were really well right also because of the market conditions right now so uh we decided to uh stuff very carefully
0: okay and uh talking about market conditions have you found it easy or difficult to get funding uh
1: i i would say it's never easy um but Being in Europe is tougher, I would say. And uh, I think uh, because the mindset is just different, you know, they are more risk averse. um, And particularly this year was a tough year. Uh, So uh, Mm. like us, we had to really uh, look what we spent the money on, but which is good. It's a good learning, you know, to make a turnaround like this and say, hey, we can have the big cake. But make slices out of it, so uh, it's better than nothing.
0: I think that's true. I think uh, kind of going through periods of uh, crisis is is really is a really good way to to um, you know grow stronger, I suppose, at your core, isn't it? So you you know yeah, and also
1: to uh, test your abilities to reorganize quickly, you know, and uh, also to test uh, to pick out. The priorities. I mean, I always say it's a big cake, you know. So pick out the most important piece mm-hmm. and look. Uh, the money you have, can you reach that? So, and then just uh, if 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 you're done, take the next pieces out.
0: Yeah, I suppose it makes it um, a little bit more complicated in regard to regulation. If if you are if you're supplying the the sort of separate ingredients uh, and technology and hardware um who who seeks for regulatory approval it's it would be be your customers that would do that wouldn't it
1: no it will be us it totally be us it's all in our hand because the customer doesn't know our buyer process and of course this intellectual property i won't give it to our customer so we are totally responsible for uh, regulations okay and there i mean also um we first aim to regulate uh, all the cell media or the buyer ingredients which makes sense and depending on the funds uh, how much it is we could parallel or go step by step on the whole regulation for the whole process
0: okay so that process so a customer will come to you um with with their ingredients with uh, with whatever they want to make and then you will um, you will help them make that, and then you will go to the regulator for approval for that end product. Is that
1: yes? Yeah. not not the ingredients. For example, we have a meat processor that aims to produce uh, pork minced meat because uh, he she wants to do uh, sausages. Then we provide uh, everything a holistic system, starting mm. with bio ingredients, uh, the hardware which we buy from our partners and then automize the whole production. Basically, we sit here in Germany and and manage the production because a meat processor is really good at making delicious products but when it comes to biotechnology um, the the knowledge is limited.
0: Okay. And have you started any uh, regulatory approval processes yet? Have you made any applications?
1: Uh, Not yet. Um, We... Foreseen it for next year. Yeah, we still have to do some work, uh, and uh, our target is to go first for media.
0: Okay, and in which country?
1: Yeah, um, definitely U.S. and Asia because <laughs> Europe. Uh, I don't see it that they move very quick with the uh, novel foods regulation. There are still a lot of open issues that the FSA has to. Uh, Clarify, and um, the challenge is also uh, it's not only the EFSA. I mean, all the member states in in in, in the EU have to say, "Oh yes, in the that's good." You know, you can get the uh, the approval, and uh, this will take a long time. I think. Yeah.
0: So, um, have you have you discussed it um, with the uh, in 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 the UK? We call it the the uh, food. The Food Standards Agency. Do you have, you know, the equivalents in Germany? Have you have have you had this conversation with them at all? Uh,
1: yeah, I, I had it with Berlin. The thing is, they're totally linked to to the European Union. Um, since the UK is not part anymore, they can have their own laws. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, in the UK. They they still have the novel. The they have the they still- EU. Framework, but they are they are kind of discussing ways of uh, of kind of circumventing that I suppose kind of of getting around that because because they have pulled out. But
1: oh, okay, but but still, that place. you don't have this long tail and you know all the member states that uh, want to cook the soup, I call it. <laughs> Um, Yeah, we have actually, you know, it's like a really important work uh, we can not do by ourselves. So, of course, we have like uh, experts, consultants uh, helping us to do that.
0: Mm. So if one country in the EU uh, uh, vetoes it, then it can't be it can't be changed. And so they can't reintroduce a new framework because kind of italy is going to be you know putting their foot down at every stage anyway right because they're against the whole thing
1: uh yeah so it depends yeah that's true that will be challenging um and i think that maybe european union must clarify first what's important i mean we have the farm to fork deal this is a beginning you know and then maybe they need to offer italy something else they're interested in because uh climate food is something not only affecting um i mean it's affecting everybody it, it's in nation so it's a very important topic
0: yeah and there's a lot of money going into it as well through the horizon horizon projects
1: yeah or the uh, yeah i accelerator because farm farm to fork is also an important part of it
0: right and i heard that uh um Maybe Jeff Bezos is putting a billion into the European investments. I, I'm, not, oh, sure. That's, I'm not, not sure if that's public yet or if that's just, you know, something one of ours. my guests mentioned to me. <laughs> to
1: I mean, that would be very interesting. You know, I think at the end they they will negotiate some deal with those member states, you know, offering something. But this takes time. So it's not done overnight. For sure they want something, you know.
0: Right. So, OK, so you're going to apply for approval perhaps next year. So you think that you'll be commercially uh, producing, what, a year later, perhaps? Or, you know, kind of twenty twenty-five? Uh, that's
1: perhaps? the most difficult question because it depends all. It's all about money, you know, uh, uh the funds that are available to, to build, like, large scale and uh, the market environment. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm... I'm optimistic that we can start. Yes, okay. So, but of course, um, there are a lot of uh, stuff that can come in between.
0: So you are currently seeking investment um, or partnerships?
1: Um, yes, um, startups always need money. So uh, especially when it comes to scaling, we have to be honest. It's a new technology. Yeah, it's a totally new field. So um you need sufficient funds to scale to have like a, a significant output and that costs money because it's related to capex
0: mm mm so um okay so finally what, i mean do you have any interesting predictions for the uh for the industry what do you think is going to be what's what's going to be surprising or what's going to happen next
1: I really think that um, the the steps that have been made in the USA to um, commercialize culture, which is very important also for Europe. Um, And I think uh, it creates totally new opportunities, you know. Everybody before was like dreaming, but now it comes to reality. And uh, this also in terms of funding, I think it will... um, make like uh not the renaissance but uh it's like approval that funds go further into culture and meet and because that's prop the first property have been made and i i really think that and hope it flushes also to europe
0: okay yeah well that makes that makes sense so so up until um up until well, i think it was june wasn't it where the approvals were made it, it was all a bit of a like you say, a bit of a dream, but now, but now it's a reality. And and I know, that, you
1: know, that's
0: yeah. the thing. Yeah, and I know, I know that uh, one of those companies, one of the ones that have approval, they believe that cultivated meat will be on the market shelves within three supermarket shelves within three years.
1: Yeah, that's. I think so latest in twenty seven. That's very latest. Uh, I think that will be the case in the US, and you know that you can find in, in most of the supermarkets uh, cultured meat products.
0: Mm. I mean, that's quite a that's quite a big change from when I first got into this uh, this area, and people were sort of saying that it's going to be kind of ten years before it's even being served in restaurants. So now it's um, it's kind of three years, and it'll be in the supermarket. So it's yeah.
1: Um, you know what I find this development very uh, interesting and and I've seen uh, a comparison to software development so it's it's like a exponential curve, but like this you know in mm-hmm. terms of um, production costs and um, the prices after I would say twenty seven once the the infrastructure is set up will drop 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 drop
0: yeah and yeah.
1: growth. Exponential,
0: so yes. I mean, I guess it would help. Uh, it would help companies if they shared their IP, wouldn't it?
1: Um, not really. I would say because you know yeah. there are two parts in culture. I mean, first is making the product, yeah, and yeah. then it's selling. Yeah, yeah. If you if you're that seller, then uh, you can have a great product but uh you never reach the customers so uh
0: i mean there has to be there has to be an element of uh, of race otherwise it's just not going to happen quickly so that ha- yeah i
1: think you, 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 you lo- need to love sales that's the thing you know and particularly if you're like in the consumer segment that's where actually the work starts i can tell you from my own experience in meat uh, business uh, you can have a great product but if you're not able to sell it to the supermarkets that will be a big problem
0: yeah yeah
1: so and even you know the ip's from the other guys you know that's why i mean the major work will come i mean now it's big work but selling these products to end consumers that's really big deal
0: yeah I mean it's 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 a bit of a mystery isn't it at the moment the uh the growth media I've I've heard I've heard um uh ingredients like you know like algae and mung bean and uh worms and uh and things like that I mean is there a is there a, a special ingredient that's that kind of people are are playing with for the you know for the um
1: for the understanding the thing is the growth media is made of two major concepts first it's like the basal media which contains like known uh ingredients for example glucose uh uh, uh, minerals and uh, salts you know and then the other concept concept are the signal proteins the growth factors yeah so there are several growth factors a cell needs in order to grow and to to be alive so and those growth factors can be produced in very in various systems it can be um but always with genetical or with g m o techniques yeah because uh, those signal proteins are animal proteins, and they won't grow like by nature in a plant, okay, yeah. So you have to tell the algae or whatever plant, please produce those signal proteins. And I only can do it if I reprogram the plant in some some way. Um, the second system are organisms like uh, fungi or, uh, uh, or bacteria. Also, a bacteria wouldn't grow uh, signal proteins from animals just like that. So I have to tell them. So I need to program them. So that's the thing sometimes uh, you hear oh it derives from the or uh, mushrooms. Um, however you need um GMO techniques to produce growth factors.
0: Okay. I think it's probably about time I went and sort of studied a little bit of this because I've I've spoken to so many people now and obviously a lot of scientists as well as entrepreneurs and and um uh, experts in the field so um i'm starting to understand the science but i was never particularly good at science but but i it, it's so
1: no, me it... neither i'm not a scientist though so, i always try to yeah uh, explain it and uh, where the ingredients derive from the basil meat like, like glucosa it's uh sugar you know it can be mm. from crops can be also from algae somehow so there are different sources. or could be like residue when you make beer, because then sugar uh, remains. So uh, there are uh, various um, sources you could uh, take, basically.
0: So you think you think that kind of genetic modification is inevitable in the in 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 the production?
1: Uh, in growth media, yeah. yes, yeah. basically. But it's the same, you know. Uh, the cell, the cells don't get changed by that. They come from media, and also when you produce those growth factors, uh, you, you I and mean, to, to make it easy, you cut the genetical uh, material from the protein. Yeah. So uh, you, there's no uh, change in the protein itself because uh, there's no uh, genec- n- genetical modified material inside the protein. It's okay. basically a car, you know, tr- um, uh, producing the protein and then the protein gets off the car.
0: Okay. Okay. That's. Yeah. That's...
1: And the cells consume it. And then it's the same like if the cow eats so- soy from genetically engineered plants, the meat still is meat and not uh, genetical so change made.
0: Yes. Okay. Well, thank you for. Thank you for the lesson. I um I, I, I. mean, I'll know who to come to now if I have any if I have any more questions. Yeah,
1: yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. I'm happy. So.
0: <laughs> and okay, before we finish, is there something? Is there you know you were talking about sort of sales earlier? Is is there something you want to sort of say about your products or about about your company before we before we end the podcast?
1: Um, yeah, any company, culture company or research institute, interesting and sell media, ready to use expansion media. Uh, I'm very really glad to help you out, reach out to me and uh, we make the things work.
0: Okay. All right. Okay, Laura, it's been very lovely talking to you and uh, yes, yeah, stay in touch. I, I want to hear, I want to hear about progress and if you, if there's something you want to discuss particularly about some change in business, then kind of contact me and um and uh, we can we can talk more
1: yeah also if we have a question about some topic uh, you know just reach out and i'm happy to help you out
0: okay all right great wonderful talking to you bye-bye thank
1: you so much alex for hosting me